Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candice was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds where it's the same year and you're the same person, but everything else is different? And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week we are talking Shazam! Oh, be careful when you say that word. We don't want to <laughs> add any holes in your ceiling or we don't want to lose your mystical powers as they are right now. That's true. You know, you don't want to do that. Um, what if I did change right now when that happened? Dude, let's go do some crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We went and saw Shazam in the movie theater and uh, you already heard Chris. This week, Rafa is off. He's out doing on-assignment stuff, so there you go. He's going out to find the... Uh the, uh, the the rock of eternity. There so you go. We wish him good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it will be uh, Chris and I, and we're going to talk about the spinner rack, and then we're gonna we're actually going to get into one of the one of the characters of Shazam, Doctor Savannah, uh, the, the main antagonist of the movie. Yes. Uh, see if we can dive into a, a uh, one hundred and one of his history and where he came from and what you might know him from from other things. It's not going to be much. There, I mean, no, he's actually, been around for a while, but he's been around. But and even that'll be part of the when we we talk about the history of the characters. Because the exciting thing about this version of Captain Marvel Shazam, basically from the new Fifty Two Ford, that's all you need. So it's like if you go out to the comic shop, you probably need to buy like twelve comics, and you're caught up with the way it's all set up. So it's kind of exciting. So yeah, but yeah, no, I got to say the one thing I was very happy with, and since we're talking to Savannah today, Mark Strong, I'm glad he's back. He's a hell of an actor. He's a great villain. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> I, I mean, he's a great hero too. Like, you oh, watch the is. Kingsman stuff where yeah. he, you know, he's the he's their their cue. Their you know, yeah. basically, um, yeah, he's got that. I mean, he's got every all the things that he's in. He's he's usually great. So it's it's good to see him in a movie that's that's worthy of him. I guess is the best way to put it. No, that's very true. I mean, the dude is an amazing actor. Um, I love him. I think he's great. I mean, he played an amazing Sinestro. Yep. And even seeing his Dr. Savannah, I'm like, man, if this guy ever goes to the Marvel U, I'm going to keep him as a doctor. I'm going to keep him as a Dr. Doom. Do- as a he would fact. be a great Dr. Doom. I Just his voice alone has that command. Yeah. Like when, he, when he digs into that just gravelous part of his voice, oh, it's going to be so awesome. And if so, you see yeah. him in the movie, and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, he's got the messed up eye. Yes. So you think about you know Dr. Doom. You know, having the messed up face, but like before he has the messed up face, he has a very good looking face. So, and yeah. Dr. Mark Strong's not a bad looking guy. Oh, that, that, that'd kill for even his face with the messed up eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you are listening to this after we do the spinner rack, there's going to be, there will definitely be spoilers for Shazam. If you haven't watched it yet, 
go out and watch that and then return to this podcast. Yes, you should have watched it by now. You, you should, should watch it by now. You, know, you need to go watch it by now. It's, Twice. Been out, it's been out for a week, so you definitely should go see it. Yes. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get into that spinner rack. What is new? In comic books today. All right. So today, when you go to your comic book store, keep your eye out for a couple of neat little exciting things. So from DC Comics, we have The Adventures of the Super Sons, Volume 1, called Action Detective. So this will be a uh, collection of the first six issues of their current run. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're, they're putting that all together, which is going to be exciting. Now, um, is this a different writer from the last time they were doing uh, Super Sons? I believe it should still be Pete Tomasi. Okay. Because uh, he, he's, I know, like... He definitely, like, yeah, we get Damien from Grant Morrison, but he helped flesh Damien out a lot more. Mm. And kind of even the same thing, because that'd be tough. Like, I guess Dan Jurgens should be the creator of John Kent, right. but he had him more as just the baby. Right. Then they did the six, or no, eight issue. Yeah, that was weird. Eight issues? So they did an eight issue miniseries, Lois and Clark, and that kind of showed John being, you know, growing up some. But again, Pete Tomasi in his Superman run, um, well, yeah, he was Superman, not action. And his Superman run, he did a lot of the, you know, growing up and stuff like that. So, yeah. Now, this is definitely Pete Tomasi. And, yeah, he, we get to see him play with the boys some more, you know, put him on those adventures. I mean, I, I got the whole run of the first um, series that was just called Super Sons. But, right. like, at, when I was when they were done with it, I was like, I'm done with these characters. <laughs> I didn't really want to continue into the... I know Adventures of the Super Sons is, not, is, is only a... It's a maxi series, right? It's not a... Because it yeah, says like one, six yeah, out of like 12, 12, yeah. So it doesn't say it's not a, uh, it's not an ongoing. No, it, it yeah, because that's true. They did have their book. I forget how many issues it went, and then it just kind of got canceled. But I want to say it went 24. Know, it might have. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So they just said, okay, well, you know. I mean, Pete Tomasi's pretty up there with DC Comics. He's a great writer. I mean, mm-hmm. he's somebody you can bank on. Like, you can buy his stuff and enjoy it. So, yeah, but this will be exactly like you called it. It's a maxi series, and it's just kind of like the last hurrah. Because even then, like, as you're reading this book, I, 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 I'm pretty sure John's still going to be his young age, not his older age like we're seeing in, him, action. in action. Yeah. yeah. That pesky Bendis. <laughs> but yeah, so that'll be out there. Um, uh, if you want the series and you can't wait, I say go for the trades. But I would suggest waiting because, again, with this being a maxi series, I'm sure they're going to come along and recollect it in a hardcover with all 12 issues. So, you know, or even a trade paperback with all 12 issues. So it depends on how you want to have it. I kind of find myself less is more because as you start putting them together in these bigger trades, you know, they get cumbersome. They're just, they're huge. So, yeah. Uh, Batman issue 68 will be out so Tom King's adventurous run on Batman but I'm kind of curious because not that it'll affect this issue because that one's already been written published and all that fun stuff but issue 70 I think they were saying that there were some changes and I'm curious are these Tom King changes or is this editorials like wait a minute we I don't think we can do that which is a bummer because I hope his run you know the guys promised us a 100 comic run of batman that's going to be awesome and i mean we're 67 issues deep 68 today you know so i mean i'm hopeful that there won't be any changes there but yeah if you notice some kind of changes in the next couple issues that'll be curious to find out who did that you know uh tom king has been tweeting a lot lately i guess he's been having meetings at uh, in hollywood so yeah I don't know how much how much longer he is for the comic book writing world or not. I just hope he finishes this. I hope, like, I mean, I get it. You know, it's kind of, we were joking about this with Kevin Smith. You know, it's like, 
him doing comics is a favor. It's <laughs> not like, oh, I really need the money and the job. It's him doing a favor. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's it just does. something that they really want to do. Yeah. You just know. like Brad Metzler, too. Oh, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these guys, they're they're amazing in their careers. But yeah, I just hope that if, if Hollywood does take Tom King, just let him finish Batman, please. Because I don't want to... <laughs> Has he... I mean, I know he did Mr. Miracle. Yes. And did he have other projects so he did that omega man which was a big one it took the omega men team and kyle rayner yeah uh it was a very dark looking book but you know it, i'm sure at the end there there's something there uh i and know, I know for, he's doing um he's doing uh right now uh crisis of faith or yeah, he was in crisis, crisis yeah he's doing that one um he's got that over on the marvel side he did vision yes right i have those trades i still haven't read i forget if he did anything more over there but yeah i think that's i think that kind of entails his work right now what would be a character that you'd love to see him do because he already did mr miracle one of your favorites yeah he did that uh he i forgot too he also did grayson he was on that one was he yeah he was he was makes sense the whole spiral yep exactly yeah you know like the the stuff that you you read i mean other than maybe batman like i can't really connect it all to cia stuff but like Spy or Grayson Spiral, and then um, this new uh, Heroes in Crisis. Like you can definitely feel the like you know the PTSD and the oh, needing yeah. to talk to people and stuff after this the stuff that you've done kind of stuff. Like, um, but yeah, that's it's interesting that he brings that in. Yeah, no. So he does. He does. He plays his background. And he puts it into these heroes, and it's really exciting. So I guess for me, I'm going to spoil myself. I want Captain Adam. I mean, there's a military guy. There's a you know, um, ninth, you know, Vietnam era veteran. You know, gets blown into the future, and then he's dealing with everything. So I mean, how exciting would it be to say, okay, right after Doomsday Clock, however that's gonna you know end if it will. Um, <laughs> but then you have you know, here's Tom King who's got a background in the CIA. Play with that. You know, what happens when all of a sudden? Because we just saw in Doomsday Clock number nine. Captain Adam and Dr. Manhattan have seen each other face to face. So, I mean, how does that affect Nathaniel? You know, like how does that affect him seeing like a different version of himself? Um, finally coming to terms with like the great power that he has and, and, and just the life that he's led to. And, you know, um, when he did get blown into the future, which was the 1980s. So the old future, um, when he got blown into that, he became a, a secret agent as well. He was Cameron Scott, you know, and there was that mini series. They did the, the rise and fall of captain Adam, the fall and rise. Yeah. The fall and rise of captain Adam. And I was so excited because that was two of the original creators. They were back. But that mini sucked. I'm sorry. I usually try to not talk bad, but that mini sucked. I'm mad that I even bought the trade. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping Tom King can come in and, like, do that, man. Like, Because, I mean, if, if ever there was somebody to have some PTSD, there's a guy. There's a guy to go through it. You know yeah. what I mean? He's experienced his death. I mean, you were reading Batman Superman when Jeff Loeb wrote that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, here he was working for President Luther, going up against Superman, and he gets blown to bits, gets launched into the Wildstorm universe, gets kicked back, recreated as a a kryptonite man, and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like nobody stopped to be like, hey, Nate, are you okay? (laughs) No, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. (laughs) That's why he became Monarch. That's what happens. There you go. When you don't talk to their friends, they become bad. (laughs) So, yeah, no, that would be my pick. What about you? Any thoughts? You know, I was was trying to think about it. I don't know exactly who I would uh, want him to take on um in either uh comic book universe at, at the moment um, i want you to think villainous though because i know you got a flair for the villains yeah, i do and that's i think that would be the wheelhouse right there i think if you you could mm, I'm, I'm sure so i sure i'm sure whoever's doing deathstroke right now is killing it but like 
I could like him doing Slade Wilson would be pretty is- interesting. Like, yeah, ex ex uh, government ex- guy who's all about himself, all the mercenary life, and like, what does that mean? You know, maybe uh, maybe you find out that Amanda Waller does get something on him, and he has to do some jobs for Amanda. You know, kind of yeah. thing. Well, I mean, how does the guy live with it? I mean, think about it. his first son dies following in his footsteps you know his other son and his daughter i mean you got the family element on top of that that would be pretty know? awesome yeah because he did the whole vision family thing so yeah, could do true. That. but you know what i just thought of oh what you got king faraday like just Ooh, bring that character fun. back just to because that's a that's a, a super spy like you know bring that life yeah, back spy of all spies yeah, yeah. so see, see what he could do with that like that because that's what the thing like not that mr miracle was a forgotten character but I don't think anybody was really doing anything with him too much. No. Um, if anything, it, uh, that's how forgotten he is. We could say, I could say it. I can accept <laughs> it. But, I mean, we, we saw at the end of – the last time we saw him before this was um, the Dark Side War. Yeah. And you can, you know, they were definitely planting some seeds there where like Bardo's like, hey, in order to save you, I had to make a deal with the Furies, so I got to go back with the Furies. Mm-hmm. Scott was going to be left on Earth, and what's going to happen? Nothing, because here's Mr. Miracle number one. It's going to be a whole different story, you know. And and I mean, I appreciate that series on its own. I highly recommend it. But you know, even then, when you read the series, you're kind of like, does this take place in the DCU? Because is it all in Scott's head? Is it Scott's emotions? What is it? You know, it's just a great character study. That's hmm. pretty much about that. So yeah, yeah, uh, King Faraday, or even to a lesser degree, Rick Flag. Like, Ooh. give me. Give me some of uh some of those missions before he becomes the leader of the Task Force X. I'm gonna let you have all three of those guys. That's what it's gonna be. King Faraday is like, I, I just need a team, and we're gonna see Tax Task Force Nine. Nine. <laughs> and then it's gonna be Rick Flag, like you said, right? You right. Rick Flag. And um I can't think of Deathstrokes are Shade Slade Wilson. Yeah. Those two guys are gonna be right in there. And they're gonna be the first ones, and maybe we'll have a couple other recruits and they died, but they'll have some legacies later on. And it turns out they died. Why? Because that's when Slade made a deal with the devil and he betrayed all of them. <laughs> and then Rick Flag being the only survivor and King Faraday, this is where he's gotta deal with it because he's got the, con- the, the 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 weight on his conscience and he's just like, What do I I do and task force-esque and then we leave it there and that'll launch into a new suicide squad i like it that's this is it takes place in the past this is back when it was a uh, colonel flag senior yep. as opposed to rick or captain rick flag jr and uh you know him and deathstroke were actually not partners but at least uh, assigned together, to the team by together. yeah them. and yep. faraday was kind of their their leader like their operative in the in the field yep. yeah i like this this is cool there this you is, go and then amanda waller's like you almost had it right now let me show you how you really do yeah. it. Use criminals. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. There you go, Tom. I hope you're listening and you know what to do now. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, Batman 68's out there. Uh, Batman Who Laughs, part four of six will be out there. This explores the crazy zany world of the Joker-Batman mashup. Is, is this where we get the Grim Knight? Has that already happened? That already happened. Um, we, we I believe his first appearance should be considered issue one of this miniseries. And oh, then really? They gave him a one shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because basically Batman Who Laughs is like, what the hell is I doing? I picked a Flash Batman and a Wonder Woman Batman, a Superman Batman. I need a Punisher Batman. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's what's going on with that. Uh, Catwoman is on her 10th issue. And then speaking of which, Catwoman Volume 1 Copycats trade paperback will be out there, which collects the first six issues. If you've missed it and you want it, it's here. The Death and Return of Superman, the Omnibus Hardcover wow. New Edition. Now, this will have everything, I hope, 
<laughs> just because it seems like every time they reprint this, they find something more to put in there. Uh, it's a beautiful story. I know this is definitely like one of our origin stories of why we got into comics. It definitely helped build about the collector mentality. Um, but yeah, if you want to just see a story that a man giving his all to save his everything, this is a story. This is it's a glorious thing. Uh, we got some beautiful characters out of it. Superboy, Steel, Cyborg, Superman, Eradicator, and you know Superman finally got a family. Uh, that's what I really love about that story. So yeah, definitely check that one out. It's going to run you expensive. If you buy it at the shops, it'll be 150 So I recommend looking around online just yeah. because if you can save a dime, why not? Detective Comics will have its first issue. That's right. It's thousand and first issue. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thousand and one issues. Here it is. So um, we just recently had a roundtable talk about it. So That's check right. out one of our back issues. Go back, yeah, go back um, in the back in the, the stacks and, and find that one. Yeah, that was definitely a fun time. And so I'm excited because I know one of the one of the, la- the last story in the book introduced the Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be what's going on. Who is he and how does it all build apart? Okay, so, so build the world. In the video game, the Arkham Knight was Jason Todd. Yes, I believe so. I doubt they're going to do that with uh, with him in the book. Who do you, do you think you know who it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be someone that we know? If it were me, if I was doing it, I'd make him new. Totally new. Just like you give him the backstory. Maybe you play like, you know, like because I think the Arkham Knight would have been great if he spun out of that. The, 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 the victim syndicate. Oh, yeah. yeah I think yeah. that'd be perfect. It's like he's the chosen champion of them. He's the guy who's not going to let the bullshit happen, you know, because all those victims are just collateral damage. They're the aftermath. And so here's the Arkham Knight who's like, no, I'm putting it down. We're stopping this. So that's how I'd play it. You know, I'd just he's a. You know, he's a brand new character. Maybe he has a tie into something, but I wouldn't have it be part of the Batman family or mythos. I would say the same. I would, I would definitely want him to be a new character that we don't know about. But if we were to pick someone, you know who I think would be interesting? Who's that? James Gordon Jr. That's a good pick because that's actually who I was thinking in my mind too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's got a brilliant mind, but he's you know? but he's crazy. Oh, he's crazy, <laughs> crazy brilliant. You know, um, but yeah, no, I think he would be the great foil to that because yep. not only does he get to rip batman he also gets to rip his dad as well mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good pick i like that so yeah so yeah if you want to learn more about the arkham knight this is starting that i'm sure it's going to be a six issue arc and probably by 1005 or 1006 we'll discover who is under the mask which will be exciting to see <laughs> who's, uh who's writing it is it, is it a new writer no actually i think it's pete tomasi i think tomasi took over detective yeah it is tomasi um, he'll be, but I mean, was it the same? Is this, is, was Pete Tomasi on it before issue 1000? Yes. He was on detective. Yeah. Okay. I want to say, um, cause actually I'll plug that. Oh no. Yeah. That didn't come out. Okay. So, um, James Robinson got on there and he did a big six issue arc over two face. And then I think Pete Tomasi jumped on. So I want to say like nine ninety five, and they just had that, the countdown to 1000. So, yeah, so, but yeah, he's been on it and that'll be his baby for a while. I know I've read a lot from James Robinson, but let me ask you this, and I know it's probably just a coincidence, but any relation to Jerry Robinson? Uh, no, no, no because okay. as a matter of fact, I think James Robinson is actually British, you know, so it's, they're two different sides, two okay. different continents, but yeah, but, uh, Jerry Robinson being the creator of the Joker, yeah, which is for anybody that's listening. Yeah, sadly no relation there, but they are great storytellers, yeah. that's for sure, yeah. Uh, but James Robinson, actually, I think one of the best gifts he gave us, JSA. Yeah. A lot of the glory goes to Jeff Johns, which is fine. I don't mind. I mean, he was <laughs> he was the great third partner in that one. But we forget Goyer and, J- and, and James were the two that actually launched the book. Right. Yeah, so that was some cool stuff there. 
Uh, let's see. Moving along, we've got Elseworlds Superman Volume Two trade paperback. I'm excited for this series. I mean, because we love Elseworlds and what ifs and we all that stuff. Do, yeah. So I mean, this is neat that these stories are getting put in print for a, like again or for the first time in some cases. So yeah, that's very exciting. So if you want to dabble in what we like, that's definitely a trade to check out. Flash will be celebrating issue 68, and that will take him on more adventures uh, post Batman, post Infinite Crisis, and then this one's going to be starting to take a look in the uh, the world and mind of the trickster, but not the trickster some people know. It'll probably be the classic trickster as opposed to the kid trickster. Hawkman will be having issue 11. The big Justice League Aquaman uh, Drowned Earth miniseries will be collected as a hardcover, so you'll get all the Justice League and Aquaman issues in one. Uh, I heard nothing but good stuff about that story, so definitely if you like Aquaman and you want more, that's a great place to go. Justice League Odyssey will be going on to its eighth issue. Plastic Man trade paperback will be out. So that'll collect the six issue, I think it was, the six issue mini by Gail Simone. Uh, any words on that? Uh, the I mean, who was it again? Gail Simone, I, uh, Gail right? Simone doing yeah. what now? The Plastic Man trade? Plastic, oh, yeah. The, 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 the issues were great. I still haven't finished the... The whole story, I have them, I have them, I, I, and I was enjoying it. I think I had one more issue to go, and like I said uh, before, like that's it's it's giving, it's kind of uh, uh, not retconning, but um, updating, updating. Thank you, updating his origin, and uh, it was good. It's really good. It's it's Plastic Man is a, is a, I think is a strange character because. As I mean, as as you know, and you point out, uh, he is a golden age character. He's he's been around, and how do you take this character that is completely silly, but keep him in modern comics, which you know they run the gamut of being silly or being serious, right? Right. And where does where does the character like him fit in? And I think Gail Simone really gets the voice, like. The last person I know that really seemed to get the voice for me was was Grant Morrison when he had him in the JLA. Actually, I think that's Joe Kelly. I mean, he did introduce him, but I think towards the end because was it? He, yeah, he he was he was writing that. Okay. He was Mark Wade, I guess, too. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, fair enough. So that that JLA run, right? Um, but but yeah, uh, Plastic Man is is definitely one of my favorite characters just because he's so different than the rest of the DC universe. Now with this with this storyline, did they kind of do like I know you mentioned the updating? So if if a brand new fan jumped in on this trade, they would definitely get to see the origin oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, if you want to discover this character, I I personally I think he's brewing. He's getting hot right now. Uh, ben I don't Schwartz. Know, Schwartzman. Schwartzman something like that. Yeah. Okay, the guy who played John Raphael in Parson Rack. Yeah. Um, I know he's definitely been putting it out there like, hey, Plastic Man, I could play him and he could totally be the next Deadpool. So why not? You know, I mean, I don't <laughs> want him to be the next Deadpool. I don't want him talking to the camera and stuff like that. But I, it wouldn't be unprecedented for him to do that. Yeah. He, he In the book that Gil Simone's writing, he definitely talks to the camera. He's the narrator. So uh -huh. um, it would be he would great. I'd, I'd be completely OK with that. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, yeah. If you want to get in on the action, that's definitely a place to go. And the more they, the more they get, you know, purchased, the more chance there is of more to get sequeled. <laughs> I don't know. I lost my sentence there. <laughs> Didn't stretch my brain long enough. Uh, let's see. Red Hood and the Outlaw. Sorry, Red Hood Outlaw will be out to issue thirty-three. Supergirl twenty-nine. Superman number ten. And again, the Superman books. Uh, anything with Bendis right now is getting pretty hot, so yeah, this is going to lead to the Leviathan. Sure Leviathan. Le Leviathan. That'll lead over to that big crossover that's coming out. 
I think yeah. I was coming across something earlier. Like Leviathan was already a thing that they like a a story arc that they used in the past. Like, well, and I mean like recent past, not like yeah. Well, I think Grant Morrison, his yeah. last issue of Batman Incorporated, it had like a a special one shot, and yeah, Leviathan. I think that's what they called it because mm. I I know I just heard that word. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fancy vocabulistics kind of guy, <laughs> so that word is very special if it pops up. So yeah, so I think it's that's interesting where I saw that it's, it it's showing up again. Yeah, so. I mean, this is coming out of. That, well, that's is that just Superman? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. just Superman because right now that's where Bendis is. He's in the Superman corner of the world. Um, he's gonna obviously tie in Batman in the question, and I think Green Arrow. I think he gets brought into this. Oh yeah, because it's he's doing all the the great DC detectives, right? Something like that. Because he has, yeah. I know he has a for some reason Green Arrow on there. Like I love Green Arrow. Trust me, I'm a big Green Arrow fan, but. Detective is not a title I would give him. <laughs> He's got his detecting arrow, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, but they, I, I do remember he th- he throws uh, Lois Lane in there, and I mean, which is great because yes. that's yeah. the investigative reporter. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand the Green Arrow thing. I think it's just there um, because okay, didn't we see? It, it's the cartoon. It's got to be the cartoon. That's where the answers come from. The Justice League Unlimited series. Okay. Because didn't they have an issue where wasn't it Green Arrow question and Huntress? Didn't the three of them team up? Well, it was a, it was it was the four of them because it was oh, so it's Green Arrow, Black Canary, okay, teaming up with uh, Huntress and and Question because it's their double date night. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, the idea that um, Green Arrow and, and Black Canary are the relationship that is perfect. You right. know, the two of them get along great. They they work as a team. Whereas the Question and the Huntress were like. Two psychos. In yeah, there. we don't. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. This this isn't going to work right. But then it does work because yeah. the two of them are just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Brent, Bendis. He has. I think he has two little kids. So you know they're going to be watching these things. Yeah. So yeah if you want to get those spoilers, you know that that show was on. He was watching it with his kids, and that's where it comes from. I mean, we see Tom King playing with the action figures. That's uh, that's telling you, you what's going on. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, definitely. If you want to find out what's going on there, and just in time, because speaking of which, Jimmy Olsen's going to start getting a little bit hot here. I believe he's going to get a mini series from Matt Fraction. So if you want to go back to some of the the first crazy shenanigans of Wait, Jimmy Olsen, oh, Matt, you, Matt Fraction, yeah, Matt, Matt Fraction. I did not know this. Oh wow! I oh did my not gosh. know he's coming over to DC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think it's Greg Rucka is going to do the Lois Lane book, okay. and then Matt Fraction is going to do the Jimmy Olsen book. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! That's crazy. I always love when I get to drop a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I I doubt it has anything to do with the TV show that's going on right now with Supergirl. Uh-huh. But in the TV show with uh, uh, what they do, they gave they they found a way to give people meta powers. Um. Basically, with a serum, um, nice. Using black kryptonite, they gave uh, Lex Luthor powers, and then they gave um, Jimmy powers because he got shot in the spine, so he needed oh, wow, to yeah. have surgery. He was about to die. Lena came over because she's in love with him, gives him the the experimental, you know, uh, shot, and he gets superpower. Well, he gets healed. Now I think that he's going to be getting superpowers off of that. And he doesn't realize it yet, so. Were I wonder if there's any tie in there, like we Jimmy Olsen has gotten powers in the past, oh, yeah. 
he's what turtle boy and giant, giant lad, lad or, or something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, exactly. Like he's 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 been elastic lad, I think. Yeah. You know, so yeah, he's the perfect character to do that to because yeah, those fifties comics, it was like, <laughs> oh, let's have the adventures of Jimmy Olsen and you know, oh, he walked in on a random scientist and now he's X ray lad and <laughs> yeah, all these goofy things. So that's perfect. I'm glad the show is playing homage to that, you know. Because he had to give up the Guardian persona because uh, he got outed, so to speak, and now he's the head of CatCo, and, you know, he couldn't, he, he kind of ended up becoming the face of the bigotry movement, like the wow. people that didn't want aliens around, so he's just kind of had to give that up. Oh, man. Well, they already did the Agent Liberty one, right? They're, they're currently doing it. They're, okay. they're intertwining that with now. Now we have Lex Luthor in there. John Cryer's playing him. Um, and uh, Red Daughter. So the Russian version of Supergirl is around. Oh, so all three stories are kind of tying into each other right now. Okay. That's pretty wild stuff then. Yeah. So I, it still blows my mind to see John Cryer now being Lex Luthor. Because I remember him being Luthor's nephew. Right. Superman 4, you know. So there you go. Um and and he's definitely pulling his best Gene Hackman. Like no kidding. Like they have Eve Tessmacher or Miss Tessmacher. Yeah, yeah. Eve, yeah. They have her on the show, so he's doing his Gene Hackman Tessmacher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they have Otis on the on the show. Oh so. no kidding! They got themselves an Otis yeah. too. So wow. he's got his little Luther team. That's funny. That's 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 pretty good. All right. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. That's that's pretty good. (laughs) But let's see. Yeah, well, if you want some more zaniness of Jimmy Olsen, uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen by Jack Kirby, um, that trade paperback will be fully collected. And actually, in this trade, if I remember correctly, this is the first time we get Darkseid. Isn't that crazy? That's where he first appeared in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, the comic book. Wow. Because uh, when Jack Kirby came over and he started his fourth world opus, you know, they, they said, yeah, you could do a Superman book. You get the Jimmy book. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, so there you go. So, yeah, if you want to pick up some of that stuff, that'd be fun. Uh, Wonder Twins will be on part three of six for their miniseries, and Wonder Woman will be on issue 68. So how long do you think before we get a... I think I think we talked about this before when Bendis was coming over, but how long do we get before a Bendis crossover? Um, whenever <laughs> Levethian comes out. I think that'll be the first crossover. So like, But, like, but we... Is that going to be all of DC, or is it just going to be Superman and a couple of titles? Like, if they're smart, it'll be all of DC, but it'll be in the book, in the Leviathan book, and okay. then that way you cross it over with, yeah, you know, maybe the Superman books that he's doing. You don't go big world just yet, because right now, honestly, the DC universe doesn't feel connected. I don't know if you're getting that vibe. I just do. Like, I, I feel like what's going on in the Wonder Comics is just going on in the Wonder Comics. Oh, definitely. Um, Batman, Batman is Batman. Like. Even like Batman's not even tying in with Detective right now. No. Like I don't feel like like what I'm reading in Tom King's world is just Tom King's world. Uh, granted, yeah, we have Heroes in Crisis and Dark Side Clock going on, but again, those don't feel like that big crossover. You know, like that effect that we get from other. I would say events. I feel it in Heroes in Crisis, but not as much as I would like to. Like yeah, you, okay. you get the whole. Um, you know, uh, the presence it, of well, the, the Red, other heroes in in uh, Red Hood Outlaw. You have Batman coming up and being like, "Hey, uh, uh, was it Nightwing was shot and and uh, who was killed? <laughs> Flash, Wally, Wally. Oh, was yeah, killed. Wally was killed. That's right. Okay, so they so, they told him about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Who was who was the other person that was that that was uh oh Speedy. Roy, that's that was the big one. He told him Roy was killed because yeah. him, Roy, and Jason were were good friends 
going back to New 52, yeah. Red Hood and the Outlaws, if yep. you want to consider that That's deep-rooted history. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, he, he and then you have, you know, uh, Titans where they're like, you know, Speedy and and Dick are both in, you know, well, Dick's not dead, but he got but shot, he, yeah, and, yeah. but Speedy is dead, and uh, he was a big part of the Titans. So, like, I feel it, but you're right. It doesn't come across. It's not, it's not infinite crisis it's not yeah uh, it's not that it's not final major crisis. thing yeah. yeah so that's why i'm curious with leviton but i like i said i i would just say right now the dc and i don't say this in a mean way i, I just like it, it it's just it's not as connected as they wanted it to be you know obviously things happen plans change because yeah that's what doomsday clock should have been doomsday clock should have been like okay this is the story that's going to cement everything and it's going to let us know like that should have been the crisis on infinite earths you know like okay we know how we go from crisis to infinite crisis to flashpoint to doomsday clock. This is where it all happens. But with doomsday clock just slipping and slipping and slipping, you know, writers changing because I don't think they foresaw when they were planting and publishing doomsday clock. I don't think they knew Bendis was going to come over. Right. And so with that happening, it's like, Oh geez, what do we do? Um, so yeah, I just, I mean, I get it. And I like that they do those little shout outs, you know, because I know like I was reading flash war and at the end of that, you know, they were like, Wally, you should probably go check yourself into yeah. um, Sanctuary mm-hmm. so you could die. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing that happens in Green Arrow right before it. It's, it's a, hey, uh, Roy's like, hey, uh, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling bad. I need I think I'm going to go set, check myself back into Sanctuary. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just I miss the days when they're fully connected. Like they do feel like they're separate books, which isn't bad, but you know, we'll see what happens as we get closer to the finish line. If it ever comes, <laughs> uh, let's see jumping fences and going over to Marvel comics. We have age of X-Men apocalypse in the extracts part two of five. And we also get the marvelous X-Men part three of five. So this continues on in the new world that X-Men has built for the X-Men as since they're not welcome or since they've been exiled from earth. Yeah, there we go. I'll keep <laughs> sneaking those in. Um, amazing Spider-Man issue 19 will be out and this will continue with the, hunted story arc as guardians of the galaxy will be on part eight and right now something to keep in mind we are in the war of the realms so keep your checklist handy because there's going to be a lot of books that will be crossing over um as i say that i'm going to double check yes uh, as guardians of the galaxy will be a uh, war of the realms tie-in so this one's going to be a big story i i feel bad so i finally told myself no more no more. You picked up War of the Realms. No, I, I stuck oh, okay, to my good. guns, and I'm I'm regretting it though. Like oh, I feel like I'm like, oh just man, just get the trade. That well, that's exactly yeah. my thought. It's like you know, that's how I do it because like I, I heard there was a big death in the first issue. Well, yes, uh, I don't know. We're, we're gonna we'll we'll do it. Spoilers. It, is spoilers. the first issue already come out? Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, yeah it was last it's week. Not, it's not a spoiler. Um, so yeah, you've seen it somewhere out there. So yeah, it was Loki. I guess this giant. Uh, I think it was his dad bit and ate him. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, whoop de doo. But see, how is that even real? Like, it's Loki, though. It's exactly. He fakes his death all the time. Yeah, all the time. Every time he goes out to eat, he's like, "Oh no, I've died. Even, I can't pay my check." I was gonna say, even if it's if it's if if the writer intends it not to be uh, a fake out, the next writer can come in and just be like, "Yeah, it was a fake out." Like, yeah, because that's the nature of Loki. Yeah. Like literally, the nature of the the, the god oh, of damn mischief, trickster god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why it's like, eh, you know, it's not that big. It's not a big you deal. Know. Like, no, no, a comic true book. comic book fan knows. Well, but I mean, even <laughs> no, no comic book death is really definite ever. No, that's true. None of it. None of it. Yeah, because it's like going back to Mister Miracle, for example. You know, like at the end of his story, it's it's ended very ambiguous. It's really up to you. 
to decide how this book will be interpreted. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we see him in Doomsday Clock, and there he is. Mm-hmm. You know, we see Nightwing in Doomsday Clock. So, Night Doomsday Clock is supposed to be still in the future. So that means the whole Rick Grayson thing's going to end, and he'll go back to being Dick Grayson. You know, so yeah, the the status quo will always remain. That's just the way it goes, which isn't bad. You know, because we do that in our lives. You yeah. know, we try to go back to as normal as possible. Unless we say Shazam, uh, so yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So I, I just like I said, I I feel bummed because as I looked at this thing, it's like, oh man, they actually are. They're playing my favorite heroes. You know, like Cyclops is going to be part of the X Men one. Uh, Cyclops is going to reunite with the champions. Uh, Daredevil is going to get this crazy. He's going to get the powers of Hemendal. Um, Winter Soldier is going to be part of the War Avengers. Um, I don't think I saw anything with the Guardians, so that kind of leaves out Star Lord. Um, Wonder Man is going to be part of a team. Ghost Rider. I don't know if he's going to have some action in this. I mean, Jason Aaron has been dropping him in the the last two issues of Avengers, sixteen and seventeen. So he's been in there. So I'm curious. Like, will Hell be one of the realms? And if it is, that's going to be awesome because Ghost Rider is the king of Hell. Um, so it's yeah. There's a ton of my favorite heroes being featured, and I'm like, oh, but I know if I jump in there, it's going to be gross water. So, but yeah. Anyways, you know, get your check mark, your your checklist handy, and then keep an eye out. Uh, Avengers Epic Collection Volume 23 will be out. This will be the Fear the Reaper story arc. So this will take us back to the 90s era of Avengers by Bob Harras, and a lot of that stuff is gonna you're gonna see your favorite superheroes all wearing brown leather jackets. So it's <laughs> gonna be very exciting stuff there. <laughs> uh, Avengers No Road Home is on part nine of ten, so we're getting very close to the the uh, ending of that one. Avenging Spider-Man, the complete collection trade paperback will be out. So this will take our, um, this is like one of those books that they had out there, just like kind of like basically a team-up book. Uh, So that's going to be out there and that's going to be fully collected. And this one will actually be exciting because I I forgot about this, but in one of these stories, um, that's actually going to have where Carol decides to become Captain Marvel. Uh, she changed her name in that book of all places. Mm. I just, I don't think she had any book being published at the time. And then one other story that's in there that I highly recommend that was really great was the Omega drive. So basically during a battle, part of Mr. Fantastic's costume got ripped. And since they're unstable molecules and they're infinitely massive, what a great area to store information. So all the gangsters have all their information stored there. So now it comes down to like Hydra, AIM, the Serpent Society. Uh, every nasty group of villains are coming after this drive. And sure enough, Matt Murdock's got it. <laughs> so he teams up with Spidey and the Punisher and they try to figure out what they're going to do. Great story arc. Um, it was drawn by Mark Cicero, who's the current artist on Daredevil. So if you want to get some more of his... Uh, pencils and art please do yourself a favor i think you'll enjoy this one so uh it's funny that you bring up serpent society i don't know if you remember back in let's say 2014 2015 or something like that when they had the big uh kevin feige had the big um reveal announcement at the el capitan in hollywood where he was revealing all of um all the titles that were going to come out for phase three of uh the MCU. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the hey, we're gonna be doing. Um, the first thing was like, oh, we're doing, we're gonna get another Captain America movie. It's called Captain America: Serpent Society. And then there was uh, Avengers: Infinity War Part One, Avengers: Infinity War Part Two, which we know and became just Infinity War and then Endgame. Right. Um, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, all that stuff. But and that was the first time they announced that Chad Chadwick Boseman was coming in to play Black Panther. And then they did the whole. Uh, Tony and, Chris, and or so Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans like 
pulling Chadwick Boseman either way because right. he was the replacement for Spider-Man. Because at that point, they didn't know that they were going to get Spider-Man for Civil War. Right. So they were like, oh, well, he'll be know, that. Character. he's going to be that character. He's going to be the one that flips flops from, from both sides. But uh, by the end of the announcement, it was uh, like it was Kevin Feige. He's like, you know what? I don't like that whole Captain America Servant Society. It doesn't sound good. You know what sounds better? And he, you know, he kind of snaps his fingers, and the the graphic on the on the big screen changes to Captain America Civil War, and the crowd goes crazy. Right. Right. Do you ever wish like what would a Captain America Super Servant Society movie would have looked like? Dude, I would totally kill for that because right? like like I mean, yeah, we got we we got to see the Hydra stuff, and that was cool. Where it's like you know. Hell Hydra, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, how cool would it be? Like the Serpent Society, like they're like, yeah, we're going to come in, we're going to destroy America. And it's like, you know, it'd be great because they're they're villains. Mm-hmm. They're in costumes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get them out of costume. You don't know who they are. Oh, that'd be so cool. Like just, and you don't know, get just me like wrong. a snake. <laughs> Civil War is my favorite of the MCU movies still. Like it is, it's, a hell it's a great. Um, but like, what would a Captain America movie that looked a little bit like smaller scale look like? Because the first one is him taking on the Red Skull. That's yeah. his big enemy. I yep. feel like yeah. you know that's that's serpent. You know, Captain or Red that's Skull Batman coming Joker. in. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the top tier stuff. And it's Red Skull coming in trying to take over the world, like which he you normally does. Then you have uh, Winter Soldier is like uh, him having to take down Shield uh, essentially. Well, take down Hydra that's infiltrated Shield, right. like kind of thing, but also Shield. Right, right, and then, um, and then Civil War is, I gotta fight my everybody buddies. Everybody fights everybody. Yeah. yeah, but what is like the it, even though it's it's an invading force into America, the Serpent Society. What does that look like for a captain like Chris Evans? Like, and we're never gonna see that because Chris Evans yeah, probably not gonna be coming back as Captain America after Endgame. I mean, it's not a spoiler because I don't know, but that's kind just, of the feeling yeah, you're getting. Contracts yeah. tell us otherwise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, it, well, and I think that could be a neat one to launch the new Captain America actor. Like, that's, I don't Ooh. know, that's one of those things where it's like, I I get bummed that, like, I get it. I You know, I understand that it's like, those those actors did amazing stuff. But these characters are like James Bond. Mm-hmm. They can be played by other actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I, I hope we see. You know, like, I, 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 I want those big moments for Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, of course. But I also don't want to lose Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. You know, like I'm okay with when they do Captain America four, and it is it's the Serpent Society, and maybe that's where you change history, where like the Serpent Society they're the ones that kill Captain America, so that forces Bucky to rise up and become Bucky Cap, or maybe we just go into Falcon Cap, either well, one of them. But you know, you play that. I mean, the rumor still is it's not set in stone yet, but Disney Plus is going to have that show that's uh, oh, with the two Falcon of those guys, and yeah, Winter Soldier. Bucky, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that could be the two of them both wearing the, the, the Captain America title, but taken in two different ways. Bucky does the more covert stuff, whereas yep. Falcon does the more, you know, in front of the in front of the crowd stuff, but both fighting the Serpent Society. And I would be ecstatic for that yeah, show. That would be awesome. <laughs> Dude, that would be totally awesome. Yeah, so I, that's that would be a neat thing. Yeah, you could have the, the, that Captain America because you show that side of him. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people forget that, you know, he is a master strategist, so that means you've got to be a good detective as well. You've got to be able to read your enemy and mm-hmm. find the clues. So, yeah, that'd be exciting. I think they're, they're, they've always been a great villain, mm-hmm. like I, our villain group or however you pronounce that properly. But they've just been great, and I would love to see more action with them. So, yeah, if we could see it on the big screen and share that with everybody, that'd be fantastic. I'd love that. Uh, let's see. Well, we got Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys the Marvel history. Uh, issue 1 is getting a second printing. Dead Man Logan will get – it hits issue 6 of 12, so we're almost done with our old man Logan there. 
decades of Marvel in the 70s, the Legion of Monsters. So if you've been collecting this series because this is the 80th anniversary of Marvel Comics, uh, this one will be the Legion of Monsters, which will show us some of the, the villain or not the villains, but the the uh, supernatural superheroes and monsters and stuff like that. Domino Hotshots Part 1 of 5 comes out. Or sorry, they'll be getting a second printing. Mm. Uh, so Gail Simone once again strikes with Domino, and this time she's getting more of a group. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man Part 5 will be out. Or sorry, Issue 5 will be out, and this will continue uh, the Tom Taylor adventures. Guardians of the Galaxy Issue 2 will be getting a second printing. Iceman and His Amazing Friends is collected in trade paperback. Um, Immortal Hulk is going to be getting quite a few reprints here. So Issue 2 will have a fourth printing. Issue four will have a third printing, and five and six will also have a third printing as well. I feel like they're brewing something here. Like I feel like Hulk might be the the next, like after this event, the War of the Realms, because this feels very like Thor centric. Um, I feel like the next event could probably be built around the Hulk, and like that book is just doing fantastic. Uh, Invaders issue four will be out as well. And speaking of building events, I feel like something could be happening there with Namor because he's starting to cross some lines. Marvel Masterworks will collect the Avengers, or it's volume 19. That'll be the hardcover there. Uh, here's going to be a fun book to pick up. So, again, with Marvel having their 80th anniversary, they're doing these Marvel Tales book, and they'll focus on a specific character, and this one will focus on Thanos. And so this one's going to give us quite a few adventures. Um, we're going to see Warlock issue 10. So this is going to reveal the first time that Gamora is related to Thanos. We'll see how that connection goes about. Then we're going to see... Um, Thanos's return after he was killed in his first run so we'll see him be reborn in Silver Surfer issue 45 um, and then we'll get to see uh, Gamora react to everything that's happened post Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet with Warlock and the Infinity Watch issue 8 so these will be three stories all of which are written by Jim Starlin the creator of Thanos so that'll be very exciting to see some of these early issues um, we also have Mighty Avengers by Dan Slott, the complete collection. So a lot of people forget that when Bendis was writing the Avengers, um, there was an extra book. And Bendis, I believe, wrote the first couple, but then it kind of went over to Dan Slott. He took over. And that's when I believe we got the uh, the Wasp, a.k.a. Hank Pym. That's right. So, yeah, he had and, that era. Uh, Avengers <laughs> Infinity Mansion? Something like that, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's when we had the Scientist Supreme. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of a neat thing there. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man issue three will be getting a second printing. Old Man Quill issue two will be getting a second printing. I've been reading the series. I enjoy it. Um, it is kind of fun to go explore the old man universe, old people universe, I guess, to be you know fair. Um, I it's, think, it's pretty fun stuff. I think I've read the first issue of that so far. And it. I want to say it takes place after Wolverine takes out the Red Skull. I think so because okay. yeah, we we definitely we, we I know we saw Doctor Doom being a little bit more in power. That's right, and it does say something about him. Yeah, so like I think he he's was, taking up the vacuum. Yeah, so that's what I think. So, so that's interesting because you got you had Old Man Logan, uh, which was you know Hawkeye and, yeah, and launch the world and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and Hawkeye and Logan going across the country and then eventually ending up in DC taking out the Red Skull. Then you have Old Man Hawkeye, which is a prequel to that because you have Hawkeye eventually leading up to going to see. Logan and being like, hey, we need to go on this last mission. Right. And now this is going to take place afterwards. Like, you know, what's and, and then if you take into account that that's the old man Logan that goes back in time and ju jumps dimensions into our current one. Right. So that's a world after he's taken out the Hulks and then the Hulks themselves should also come back to our modern day dimension world 
because they ended up here and he has to fight them. Um, you know, who's, who's, I mean, obviously they, they have to give him an enemy to fight. So I guess Dr. Doom is going to be the, the person. Cause you do see him fight doom bots. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they were crash landed near Latveria, I think. When they crash well, landed, on I think Earth. it was they they crash landed in in America. That's taken over by. Oh, you're right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it was one of his sectors. Yeah, because yeah. it's Hammerfall, all divided. I believe. Up. Yeah, I, I think that's someone right. says Hammerfall. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm but I'm I'm enjoying it. I enjoy the world building. I really never jumped into the old man universe. Like mm-hmm. when old man Logan first happened in the Wolverine books, I could care less. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, whatever. Um. When they announced they were going to do another miniseries during the Secret Wars, okay, I got a little bit itchy, so I went and bought the trade. I enjoyed it. You know, went and bought the back issues. Um, I did miss out on Old Man Hawkeye. I know you were talking about it was good. Mark Chichetero was the artist on that one as well. So, I mean, in my eye, that's beautiful art. But, yeah, they finally got me. It's like, all right, you're picking one of my favorite characters. Let's check this out. Let's see what happens. And it's a very tragic Star-Lord because Star-Lord is, you know, a funny guy. Ha, 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 look at me. And now it's like, oh, God, you're dealing with an alcoholic Star-Lord who lost his wife and kid. Kids, yeah, kids, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's tough stuff, but yeah, it's an exciting, it's an exciting story. So I'm definitely, I'm hyped up to see where it's going to lead to. Uh, Spider-Man, Deadpool will be an issue 49, and then of course we'll have 50 coming up next, which will destroy the Marvel universe or something. Whatever sounds good. Um, there's going to be a mini series here called Symbiote Spider-Man Part One of Five. Now I have a feeling, and with them calling it specifically Symbiote Spider-Man, uh, we we have a Spider-Man movie coming up. And on this cover, you have Mysterio in the background. So I'm curious, does this tell us that we might see something more in Far From Home? I don't. I mean, I don't think we're going to get the symbiote there because they already have a successful franchise with the... With the Venom. With Venom. Yeah. Um, but it's not out of the realm. Sony yeah. could just be like, fuck it. I'm, we're throwing everything out there. Yeah, so Please, just play. We want to play. We, we want to have fun. We just want to do all the things and see what people like. Like... Yeah. Um, like I am excited to see Mysterio. I don't think that they need to bring in uh, symbiote black suit Spider-Man into that universe just yet. But who knows what the hell happens at the end of Endgame? So yeah, yeah. So it's we're going into some uncharted territory. Yeah, you know this is going to be new stuff. So yeah. I mean, technically, isn't the suit that um, Tony made for uh, uh, for uh, Pete for Pete? I mean, it's not a symbiote because it's not eating off of him. But it's another personality. It has the AI it, personality. It, it it comes out of nowhere. It just like you know. It really is. Yeah, if you think about it, that's bots, true. It's the same thing. Yeah, it very much is. You know, no, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so maybe we'll maybe that's where we'll get like Ultron or something. You know, it'll, it'll be a, another Ultron. Yeah, it'll be a hidden virus inside Spidey. Suit. Ooh. I don't know. We're all speculating here, but yeah. But no, but I just found it funny, you know, because it's like, okay, I get it. You're, you're launching a book um, to call it Symbiote Spider-Man and to have Mysterio on there. I mean, definitely they're trying to draw the movie crowd. I mean, don't we have something right now where Peter, in the comic books, Peter put on the black suit symbiote suit again? He did at the uh, end of Dan Slott's run when they were dealing with the Carnage Goblin. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, the, the Eddie symbiote left him That's right. to join up with him. And it's like, oh, let's just do a little little bit of a redesign so we could justify a brand new action figure. <laughs> we'll give him goofier looking eyes. That'll do it. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, 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 there's a reason it's being published. We'll find out. But then again, it's Peter David writing and not saying that's a bad thing, but it's just he's not, you know, a guy who's like, yeah, I'm keeping up with the modern continuity. Right. It's just like, I'm going to do my stories. I don't give a hell what you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's see. So if you're trying to collect some comics and you want to save some money, the True Believers line is the best way to go, and we'll have Avengers Ronin Issue 1. So this is the comic. It'll be reprinting event, uh, New Avengers Issue 30, and this one is where we discover how Hawkeye becomes the brand-new Ronin. So just in time for the movies there as well. Another one that is getting reprinted will be called Avengers Stormbreaker number one. And this will take us to uh, Thor issue 339. And if I've done my math correctly, I think that's actually the first time Better Ray Bill gets the Stormbreaker. It won't be his first appearance because we saw we saw Better Ray Bill help Thor and prove that he's a mighty person. He even lifted Mjolnir. So finally, eventually, Odin took it upon himself to be like, I need to give that horse looking guy something. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, then we'll also have another book, True Believers, Avengers, Thanos, and Gamora, it'll be called. But this one will be reprinting Warlock and the Infinity Watch, issue 9. And if I'm looking at the cover here, we see Thanos and Galactus basically being the puppet masters holding up Gamora. So this is going to basically deal with more of the fallout of the connection between Thanos and Gamora. So those will be some of the books there. Uh, Unstoppable Wasp will be on issue six. Oh, this is one that excited me that I didn't know was going to happen. Uncanny X-Men Annual Number 1, The Return of Cyclops, will be getting a second printing. <laughs> so if you're out there, get me a copy, please. Uh, <laughs> War of the Realms Journey into Mystery Part 1 of 5. This will be a collection of superheroes, Wonder Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Um, who else do we've got? Uh, Hawkeye, the Kate Bishop version, Baldar the Brave, and I think one or two, they'll be taking care of Thor's baby sister, and they'll be trying to run her away from the War of the Realms to keep her out of this. It's just going to be a fun, zany book, so if you're up for that, definitely go for it. That is one character I'm always upset that didn't make it into the Thor movies is Baldur. Like, I feel yeah, like, the Warriors 3 and all of them, they kind of got shortchanged. Oh, they definitely got shortchanged. The third yeah. movie definitely went away from the whole Asgard part of the of the book of the of the movies, which is fine. Obviously, the first two movies didn't do as well as they they would hope. It didn't do as well as the other movies in the in the MCU, so it makes sense that they were like, "You know what? Let's change it up." And obviously, Thor Ragnarok, people love that movie, yeah. so so they did something right. I'm not. I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I'm just saying I would. I would have liked to seen Boulder. Well, it would have been neat to like say, yeah, why not take Thor, the Warriors three, and Sif, and then you stick them in that story, and you yeah. could have kept some of Asgard there. But yeah. yeah, it's just like no, let's just let's kill them all and be and done. Sif with just it. wasn't even around. Yeah, so. she didn't even get it. She didn't get killed. Death. We don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, that worked because that gave us Zachary Levi as Shazam. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's see. War, uh, oh, and here's another one. This is going to be some big stuff. So there is, um, there, there's a timeline out there, and it's, gonna, it's showing some of the, the upcoming Marvel events. And we're going to have one event coming up called Absolute Carnage. That's bigger than Maximum Carnage. So this is going to be huge. <laughs> So I imagine some of the seeds are going to be starting here. So there's going to be a, a mini series called Web of Venom Cult of Carnage number one. So I think if you want to get on that action, that's probably where you want to go. Uh, Winter Soldier part five of five. He'll be wrapping up his mini series. That book has been great. Uh, that one would have been neat. Like it kind of feels like a heroes in crisis type thing. Basically, it's Bucky going around helping people who have like I screwed up. I I helped Hydra or. You know, I need out of this 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 web of deceit that I'm in, and it's just been great. So I've really been enjoying it. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the conclusion. X23 will be getting her 11th issue. X Force issue six will be out, and that'll continue the new origin of Cable, or as some people like to refer to him as Wi-Fi. 
and it'll also have the return of Strife. So I'm very curious if he will be having a younger version of himself as well, since we do have a younger cable. So that's what's out on your spinner racks. Don't take your checkbook. Be safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll get into talking about Dr. Savannah. The first one is just, let's talk about Shazam, uh, the movie Shazam, a little bit first. Yes. You know. Uh, yeah, we both really enjoyed that movie. I thought I thought it was great. It's such a, um, it's such a turn for me for DC movies. Um, we saw in Aquaman, they were like, you know what, we need to go a little bit more lighthearted. We need to m- change from the direction that. Well, I guess we f- we saw that in Justice League first, but that movie is so edited poorly because yeah. of all the crap that happened with it that it doesn't make any sense to me that, once again yeah i'm only giving my own opinion um i it, the movie is just horrible so aquaman is them trying to you know make an overcorrection in the in the car after skidding out a little bit so uh they're like oh we're gonna make a super jokey movie and stuff like that. and to me aquaman's not that character <laughs> so that's why i have the biggest problem with that like jason momo is great he's very charismatic he's a he's a good actor you know uh i can't say i cared much for um god why can't i think of her name right now oh the lady who played mara yeah played mara amber heard yeah um william defoe is always great but his his character so very much not in there um vocals neat but he's not a essential element of Aquaman's exactly. world. <laughs> and Patrick Wilson did a great job of being... Dude, the villains were fantastic yeah. in that movie, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Black Manta with Abdul... I forget the rest of his name. Man- Mateen? Right. The third? Or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen. That's it. Um, and he, you know, he, did a, he did a good job as Black Manta, but the movie is just five different movies and it just doesn't coalesce for me. It, nothing comes together. And I just, I was so bored by the end of that movie. So coming into Shazam, which lends itself to being comedic and adventurous, it's it's the, you know, exactly what I want. It, that's also what I want from a Superman movie. Like I would maybe a little bit more heart or uh, not heart because there's a lot of heart in Shazam, but yeah. like a lot more, a little bit more heroics, I guess is the best thing for Superman. Like just the truth, justice, American way kind of thing going for Superman. But Shazam was great. It was exactly what I needed. It was so fun. Yeah, it was. And like a massive shout out to the uh, spoilers. So a massive shout out to the adult actors. Um, like, uh, gosh darn it, Chuck. I can't it was Zachary Levi. Yeah. I mean, w- he did it. Like he was like, I'm a kid. I'm a kid. I'm a kid. <laughs> Even though you're a thirty something year old man, I'm a kid. Look at me. I'm a kid. Oh my god. Like. He flossed. He he did all the goofy stuff, you know. He spit out beer. It was great. And even when the others, when they Shazam up, Mm -hmm. you know, they were still great. Like, you know, what was it? Finish him. I've got the voice. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) they were just so fun. And it was so great because these adult actors just, they they gravitated to that child persona perfectly, Mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> the movie had the right, I'm going to steal your word, but it, 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 it had the right heart for Shazam because I thought it was neat. And I really liked that. I liked this. I liked this origin because it was different in a way that we actually see the main character kind of be like, I don't want these powers, mm-hmm. you know, because Spider-Man's been like, these powers are a curse, right. you know, Superman accepts who he is and he's grown into what he is. Well, he's had a lot of time to grow into who he is. But Shazam, it's like right off the bat, yeah, day one he gets these powers, he's having fun. Day two, he's kind of had a miff with his friend. And then here comes Dr. Savannah and he's like, 
Shazam and he goes into hiding and he's like, I need to find a way to give these powers back to the wizard. I don't want to do this. This is not me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's cool. Like, I, I can't think of any other film where we've seen that. Maybe Doctor Strange came a little bit close to him kind of being like, I don't know if I totally accept this world, but he did eventually come around to it. But I mean, the whole like, I want to reject this stuff. Wow. That was that was really neat to see. Yeah. So, yeah. And you, you brought it up like well, since you brought it, did bring it up. The the adult actors that play the rest of the Shazam family. Right. Two of them were were cast in the Justice League Mortal movie that um, oh no kidding that they were supposed to make back in oh what was that two thousand eight I think something like that sounds um, right. by the director of uh, um, the Mad Max Fury Road oh, Mad Max movies name. George George something George yeah. it, either it doesn't matter uh, he yeah he was they were gonna make uh, make that movie he uh, Adam Brody who plays the adult version of Freddie Freeman. Um, he was going to play Flash, and DJ Cordron, Cort, Cortoron, something like that. He was supposed to play Superman, so he wow. plays the adult version of Pedro, or the Shazam version of Pedro, I guess you could say. Um, so it's interesting to see them do that callback, uh, which yeah. was great. And uh, yeah, you know that that reveal, I, I I saw it happening. I saw it like from the beginning <laughs> when they were like all those chairs back there. It's like ooh. But I also thought that, uh, you know, they were going to give um, the foster father, like, some Shazam powers. Even the, maybe even the foster mother, because there's supposed to be seven chairs. There's right. seven thrones up there, and Shazam is their champion. So there's five kids. There's two, two adults. They could definitely still be there and be, like, their advisors. Well, so it works because, okay, so Shazam's a six-letter word. Right. And so you do have the six kids. Mm-hmm. Well, Billy's the champion. Right. So he's going to be the champion of the seven people on the thrones right um because some of the stuff like if if you go back and check your back issues because i think you were around for trinity war right yes so some of this ties into that because that's the first time where we actually see the council because they were the ones who banished you know uh the question You're right um pandora, pandora and, and phantom uh, stranger phantom stranger so yeah and the question of all people right but they were the ones that were like yes here we go so jeff johns does have a plan but yeah, it would have been interesting to see, or it's going to be who's going to be the seventh person that could sit on the throne. True. Maybe, maybe that's Black Adam. Maybe I don't know. You know, we'll find out. But, but yeah. So did you get an, a hint? Did you get the idea? Because Darla constantly uses the the super speed power, so Mercury. Yes. Um, you see Pedro use the strength of Hercules. Is it the strength of Hercules or the endurance of of Atlas? Because he pulls the Atlas stance you know like the the common atlas stance is to have the globe on his shoulders and he does that with the ferris wheel so did you get the idea that the the each kid got a different power instead of getting all the powers because you only see freddie mercury or freddie mercury (laughs) freddie freeman's flying (laughs) yeah no one else was flying but i to me is that he got wisdom uh the wisdom of solomon because he kept knowing things so but flying is just a thing that they all should be able to do well, now that's tough, and I noticed this because, okay, so after watching the movie, I went back and I looked at the, uh, there's a trade paperback out. It's called Shazam Origins, and this will collect Justice League Zero, issue 21, and then the backup stories from 7 through 11, 14, 15, 16, and 18, 19, 20. And so basically, this will, this is the new 52 Shazam, so that's what we're seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. We're not really seeing the classic stuff. 
And I kind of felt that there was the hint of that too, because exactly like I noticed that with Darla, her just running, mm-hmm. and the kid um, Eugene, who who's the the Asian one, he's yeah. only using the electric power, so he's got the power of Zeus. Yeah. So I mean, I I kind of I could see them playing with that, you know, doing that where it's like, hey, this is this is exactly what we're gonna do. We'll we'll just take the words and dissect it, mm-hmm. because with the classic Shazam, the classic Captain Marvel, he was a hundred percent strength. The minute right. Billy would decide to share his powers, so at first he shares it with Mary, they would both be shazammed and they'd be at fifty percent because they were sharing the power. And then when Freddie would jump and then they'd be at thirty third and a third percent because they're splitting it three ways. So that's why it was kind of like he wants to have the family, but at some points it'd be like, I need one of you to tap out so I can get a little bit stronger, you know. Um, so I, I think that might be something we'll see. I don't know. Like obviously we'll see it in the comics and we'll see how well it plays. Uh, because there is definitely a jump between that Shazam origin story that took place in New 52 Justice League versus what's happening now. Because I, I, I just kind of flipped through them. I haven't read them in full detail. But I feel like the kids have access to all the powers at all strength. Okay. So, yeah. But I, I would think that would be neat that, yeah, like maybe if, you know, when Pedro decides to jump in, since he's all about, you know, because I, I noticed that in the movie, they were like, oh, he's lifting weights. He's trying to get swole. Right. So he left his weights on the posters. Yeah. So if Pedro calls forth, he's going to get the power of, of, um, Atlas of, or no, Hercules. the strength of Hercules. Right. I would give him that. Uh, Eugene, yeah, he kept doing the unlimited lightning, electricity. So him being very much into his video game culture and mm-hmm. all that stuff, he uses all that stuff. So yeah, if he calls forth, then he'll get the power of Zeus. Darla could get the speed of Mercury. Um, I think I think Mary got the the courage, the yeah, courage so of Achilles, because she yeah. was fighting and yeah, she really was going not, into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she was the second one to be like. Oh, I see something. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So I think that'd be neat. That but yeah. See, I don't. Split. I feel like that the, you you you'd need to do that because then why does why is uh, Billy special? Like he he needs to have all the powers, and then the rest of them should have like, only access to one. Ooh, yeah. okay, that's an interesting twist. Because you're right. How does that make him any different? Yeah. You know, like what is what's his call out? What makes him so much special? Yeah, because like I did laugh because I thought about that for the Flash, like. At the end of the movie and the, the, the credits. Yeah, I think that's the right time. The credits when they were showing the little animations. Yeah, yeah. And they had Darla run past the Flash. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you guys just <laughs> you just crept on the Flash, you know? Because it's like, <laughs> to me, the Flash is the fastest. Yeah. Like, he's going to beat Superman. He's going to beat Shazam. You know, it doesn't matter even if you have the... Uh, what is it? The the speed of Mercury. <laughs> Who cares? You know, Flash will beat that. But yeah. here's Darla like, yay! <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, no, I think that would be neat. And yeah, I like that. I think that Billy should definitely have all of them. Now, something that I found funny, I don't feel like the wisdom of Solomon was there. You know, I, I just, definitely Billy was not tapping into the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, There's really a wasn't. lot of times where he just like, even the part where he's like, super intelligence is not one of the powers. And it's like, but it is. It is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he doesn't really tap into it. But I don't think there's a lot of times when the the wisdom of Solomon comes into play in the comic books either. Yeah, no, it's tough you because up, you have to play up the naivety of Billy, Billy being yeah. a kid. Yeah. So no, I definitely I like that. That I, I feel like it's because it, you're right. Because that is that you know do sex machina thing. Yeah. You know where it's like oh I can get out of any situation because I'm smarter than you. <laughs> But I do like that those moments though when Billy does finally like oh man he kind of lets go of his ego and that's when it's like are you ready to listen to me <laughs> yeah so definitely but yeah I just uh, the movie was fun it was fun I, I appreciated that they did show us the 
Chris got me. He was right. They are the Captain Marvel family, mm-hmm. but I feel now they're the Shazam family, you know, but I do miss the fact that they were the Captain Marvel family. Right. Uh, I kept hoping for a scene in the movie where he was going to be like, who am I? I'm, I'm Captain Marvel. You know, like I thought that would have been great, you know, because yeah, I get it. You can't use that licensing, but you could still use the name. Yeah, you, you could know? definitely still use it. And, and that, that they, they definitely play it up because as you were saying uh, before we started recording, I think, or maybe it was after we started recording, you know, he's gone by a bunch of different names. So they did yeah. that in the movie where it's, you know, was it Red Cyclone and yeah. uh, Captain, Captain Sparkle Sparkly Fingers? Fingers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's there's a lots of different stuff. And personally, I like the the Captain Thunder moniker, or even if you want to call him Captain Lightning, like because he shoots lightning, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, there was it's 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 unfortunate because what is he going to call himself? What is the press going to call him? That's the thing that they don't do a lot in the DC movies. Is like I don't remember anybody really calling her Wonder Woman. Uh, That's I, true. I know. Huh? I know they make fun of him in Aquaman by calling him Fishman. But yeah. do, does anybody actually ever say Aquaman? Does the news say Aquaman? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Superman said he's Superman. But That's what the S stands for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's hope. Sorry. It stands for hope. But yeah. So I, I always wondered. I mean, what are they going to do in the next movie? What it, I mean, is Wonder Woman eighty four going to actually say she's Wonder Woman kind of thing? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's 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 an interesting thing. It's it's not really that big of a deal but well i don't know to me it was but then again i'm i'm particular like that but i did notice this when i was going back and i was reading those uh those issues he did say shazam and he didn't change really yeah it was in that so now it's going to be more of an intent yeah exactly if you want to change or not which now makes me wonder if we look do yeah okay because i'm looking at the logo the movie logo it does have an exclamation point Mm. so i think if he just says oh my name is shazam He'll be okay. But if he says, Shazam! He has to yell it. Then he's going to change. So maybe that's how they can get away with that. Because he did. Because in that one, he said, Shazam! With a question mark. Mm. So it wasn't direct. So maybe that's how he's going to say it. Like, who am I? Oh, my name is Shazam? (laughs) They're going to be like, are you drunk? (laughs) Here, let me write it for you. (laughs) But again, that changes stuff, though. Because Freddie... We were so used to him always being called Captain Marvel Jr. And then he couldn't say Captain Marvel because if he says Captain Marvel, then he changes because that was his change word. Right. So he became so he had to be CM3. CM Jr. Well, oh. he's CM3. Yeah. But then eventually he just, oh, hell with it. Call me King Marvel. And he had that name because Mary was Mary Marvel. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do call him Captain Marvel, you know, unless you're going to go with King Shazam and Mary Shazam. and I don't know what know. they're going to call themselves. They're, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be wild because, I mean, they can cheat. Like, obviously, we know that the action figures will start coming out now. Yeah. So you'll have the Funko Pops with all the kids and they'll just be like, Pedro, Eugene, yeah, Darla, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Freddie and Mary and... Then they'll they'll probably call his Shazam, you know, um, the 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 regular the baseline of action figures will do the same thing. Um, I think it is neat though if you do buy the baseline of action figures, they do come with the little sins as well. So I thought nice. that was cool that they're tying that in there as well. But yeah, it's so I mean, they've obviously they've built themselves enough time where they can sit down as a production unit and be like, okay, <laughs> let's figure out the name business. <laughs> um, okay, but we're gonna talk about Doctor Savannah yes. today, so. Uh, creation. When was he created? So the original Dr. Thaddeus Bogda Savana was created back in November of 1945, and his first appearance was Wiz Comics, issue 68. So that's crazy because Captain Marvel proper comes out in 1939. So it took almost six years to finally get his arch nemesis. Wow. Yeah. 
And it's tough because I know Captain Marvel has a lot of arch nemesis. Uh, Mr. Mind is going to play a big part of it. Black Adam's going to play a part of it. And yeah, we definitely saw you both know. of those characters yeah, in this they're movie. They're alluded to, yeah. So, But I've always considered Savannah to be the worst. You know what's funny is that thinking of the mad scientists of the DC Universe, like, Dr. Savannah is not one of the first ones that comes to mind. Like, really, yeah? Tio Maro is mine. Yeah, okay. Like, he's my mad, mad scientist. Like, I know Lex Luthor is considered a mad scientist, but I don't... I think nah, he's more business. I yeah. think of him as the businessman now. I like him as the businessman. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, there's, there's, there's others. I mean, do you consider Will Magnus a bad guy? No, he's usually no, the, he's, the, he's a good the adventure of the the magnet men. I mean, they've been trying to blur man. the lines with him. Yeah. No, nah, he's a good guy at heart. Um. Doctor Langstrom, you know, ba- bad guy. Yeah. Man bad. Again, yeah, that's true. I guess I just think of him as more as mindless as the man mm-hmm. bad. Hugo Strange is another one. Hugo Strange, you know? yeah. But but again, they kind of went more of the psychology instead right. of the. Scientology. Nope. Scientist. Chemistry. Nope. Something like that. Wordology. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor of evil. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Dr. Savannah is not usually one of the first ones that comes to mind. Yeah, no, he, he often does get off. He gets overlooked because even if we, we talk Mr. Mind for a second, he was the big bad guy in 52. Right. Um, but yeah, Savannah just really does get overlooked. So, I mean, definitely the new 52 helped bring him back put him in the spotlight because yeah he was just always drawn weird he was this hunched over midget of a little man yeah you know just yeah. this grotesque little gargoyle guy it, it, you know? the polar opposite of what shazam is the yeah you know, shazam's the world's peak mightiest of, marvel yeah immortal yeah the peak of yeah the peak of the pinnacle of of manliness yeah of mankind <laughs> of like that but but he's obviously even though he's super smart he's he's frail and stuff like that but mark strong is not frail no <laughs> oh, god no like I, I and i do like that I, I i gotta say i appreciate that upgrade and i appreciate too this new power with the um the mystical eye i mm-hmm. think that was neat i definitely like the way the movie did it the because in the movie he sees basically the container that holds the the seven deadly sins and it gets absorbed into him through his eye and that's basically like the the magnet that can attract and repel the sins yeah kind of like how how shazam gets the power of those of the six gods or six myths or legends whatever you want to call it um he gets the power of the seven deadly sins but obviously they corrupt yeah yeah they're they're not the that's why bad guys never win and i like that because we finally do see a bad guy team but they're not going to work together because (laughs) you know just has um oh god what was it sloth no um Envy? Envy. Yeah. At the moment, he's like, fuck Savannah. He drops him. He's like going after Captain Marvel. And it's like, that's awesome. So, yeah. No, and that's true. I never really looked at that. I like that that observation you made. I just just feel like the the whole (laughs) test. (laughs) Like, one, that's one thing I I didn't like about the movie. I would love to see the trials of Shazam. Oh, that'd be cool. Him having to do that to get get his powers. But we only have so much time for a movie, right? Um, True. Uh, the, the the test is essentially can you resist not picking up the eye? And everybody <laughs> apparently went for the eye, uh, except for Billy, which is kind of a cop out because the eye's not there. Like that's a good point. Yeah, he, he didn't have the temptation. He there. doesn't have the temp. He, he has it at the end, but that's only because like he doesn't take it because he's like, oh yeah, I I know that it's evil. Like that's not <laughs> fair. So who knows if Billy would have went for the eye or not? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely there's there's a lot of wiggle room. So. It, to cut to the chase, like if I know sometimes when we talk about these characters, there's a lot of golden age and silver age to them. With the characters on the big screen, you literally, there's like five books. If you go out and buy that Shazam Origins trade and the current Shazam issues one through four, um, that's where I would say definitely base your information off of. 
And I found it interesting because in this one, uh, in this modern update, we do see that, that, that the wizard Shazam would call upon people and he'd ask them to come, you know, like, will you, will you do this? And he just, he never found the worthiness which I, I like that better in the comic than I did the movie because yeah, like the the mystical evil eye. Well, yeah, because now you bring up a good plot hole where it's like, well, is that why Billy was okay? You know, because I, maybe be, that might be the, the the plot of part two. Yeah, that could be something. You know, and I find that interesting. So I I kind of wish that the eye would have been there so that way we could see that because even in this new updated origin, the wizard Shazam, he doesn't. We we don't know that he if he offered, um savannah that chance but savannah is aware of people being oh god what's it teleported or kidnapped by the wizard and offering up the shazam power uh because he does at first he's got his book you know um in the story he's got the book and it tells him the legend of black adam and then it talks about the rock of eternity and this is where the sorcerers and sorceresses would gather and their champion and stuff like that so he is more excited to find black adam and the magic because he wants to get the magic to save his family and i like that because right now in the comics it's ambiguous because we don't know what family it could be is he talking to wife and kids or is he talking his father um in the movie we see that his family is basically a collection of scumbags Mm -hmm. Uh, i like that lionel luther was his dad i thought that was kind of (laughs) neat yep john glover is uh Senior yeah. Savannah. I don't know. I remember what it, they said his name was. But Dad yeah. Savannah. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, oh, my God. In the movie, like, they were horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were horrible. I mean, his his father and his brother, Sid, they were just horrible. You know, <laughs> like, they were monsters. Like, I'm like, this is why bad guys happen. You know, like, when you watch <laughs> well, Savannah's origin. I, yeah, it, I it say, shows that he's already a corrupted kid. Well, he's like, not corrupted, but, like, the the idea that, like, you bring a kid in and be like, hey, I want to give you all this great power. And then, well, you know what? You're not cool enough. Go yeah. away. Like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. that's going to create a, a guy who's angry all the time. So, that's uh, it was horrible. Uh, of the, that, the Wizard Shazam should definitely come up with a better way of sussing out uh, a worthy per- person yeah he should definitely have something like all right if you don't pass the test i'm gonna mind wipe this so you don't remember <laughs> yeah. that way i don't accidentally create a shit ton of bad guys yeah, exactly <laughs> uh but yeah no but yeah i thought that was kind of neat so uh, that actor he's very good at being the father to bald-headed evil men this is very uh, true but yeah so but yeah um Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. But, yeah, so Dr. Savannah, um, like I said, you can get very lucky. Uh, he's got a current story arc going. But if we go into the big dive, into the, the, the original stuff, yeah, he, he's basically introduced. Um, later on, he does gain his own family as well. We did have the Dr. Savannah family. So he has a, a, a son and a daughter, and they're both just as evil as himself. Um, so maybe that's kind of what I was thinking at first with the comics that mm-hmm. maybe the, he was trying to find the magic to save his, his son and daughter. But the movie shows us that it's a brother and, um, uh, son of a gun, a brother and a father. father yeah. So, you know, but he definitely didn't want to save them when he chucks one out the window. <laughs> uh, but so anyways, you could definitely go back and, and find the archives of Shazam and, and read through those if you want to see the golden age stuff, but it's going to be a little bit rough to read, I would say. So I wouldn't necessarily say jump into that. Um, in 1987, that's the first time 
because Captain Marvel was reintroduced back into um, DC Comics because there was the big lawsuit, which led to the shutdown of Fawcett Comics, which led to the, the ceased publication of all the characters. Now, luckily, in 1973, DC Comics was like, hey, we have a Captain Marvel. Because by that point, Marvel was like, hell yeah, we're going to steal that name. And so in 1973, February 73, we finally get the first issue of Shazam, issue one. And they sure enough make sure to put on there the original Captain Marvel. (laughs) So that reintroduces us to the world of Shazam. And they kept it very much in the um, that golden age tone like um cc beck was back and cc beck is one of the co-creators uh he was the artist side of things so he comes back in and he he draws he draws them all the same way so again dr savannah very much has his creepy hunched over uh you know look uh his, his evilness of science and trying to destroy magic because you can't have science and magic being in the same realm of things um, so they get to reproduce there. But if I were to recommend something to try out, so like I said, 1986, we had Crisis on Infinite Earth. So 1987, they gave us Shazam, The New Beginning, and it's a four-issue miniseries. Um, we don't have any of the original um, creative behind it, but instead you have Roy and Danny Thomas as the writers and Tom Mandrake as the artist. And that one does a good job of introducing... Um, Dr. Savannah as well. And this time they played it different. He is actually the step uncle of Billy Batson. So he winds up adopting him. So this is the first time that we have those two be considered family, right? which was pretty wild. Um, Savannah still has his children. And of course they're like, no, screw you, Billy. You know, we don't want you to be here. So they basically convince him to go live with uncle Dudley. Um, and Uncle Dugley is, you know, the stage magician. Also, I think you had it right, Uncle Marvel. Yeah, now. Uncle. Yeah, Uncle, yeah Marvel. Uncle Marvel. So, you know, he's kind of the goofy one then. But of course, Billy's like, God, this sucks. I don't want to live with Savannah. I don't want to live with Dudley. You know, and then to top it off, and this was a big one too. Now we discover this is the first time that Savannah is the one who caused the death of Billy's parents. So at this point, in Billy's life, we assume. Well, we know he's an orphan. You know, it's always been assumed he was an orphan. Never the the window was always open that his parents could have come back. So yeah, his parents are killed so Savannah could get the insurance money for his own scientific experiments and whatnot. Um, so Billy runs away, and then of course we go through the whole magic subway, and it's kind of funny because I'm curious how Harry Potter fans are going to feel. You know, are they going to be like, oh, you just ripped us off with all the the trains and the subways? And when stuff actuality, like that. subways have been around for a while. Yeah, right? exactly. Especially the magical ones; they definitely belong there. So, you know, we definitely get to see that Savannah was an evil dick as far as he was back in those days. Um, he, once again, is he's able to unleash Black Adam. Uh, he teams up with Black Adam and they, they, they fight Captain Marvel to, you know, the, the ultimate death. But, of course, Captain Marvel tricks Black Adam into deactivating the machine, sending him back to that nether realms. Uh, Dr. Savannah has to flee and he winds up becoming an FBI fugitive. And he's in Mexico, and he's drinking a drink. And what's at the bottom? Of course, there's Mr. Mind, Mind. you know. So that's how that plays off. Um, that didn't catch over too well with fans, so it just kind of faded away again, you know. And so we we did have Captain Marvel join up in the Justice League, Justice League International, and all those types of things. So that's why Savannah really just kind of got nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't really get anything. Um they played with the idea back in 1994. They tried it again. 
So they're like, okay, let's do this graphic novel called The Power of Shazam. And that one was written and drawn by Jerry Ordway. Jerry Ordway is a great artist, great writer too. Like a lot of times, sometimes you can get a writer-artist combo and they're not too good. <laughs> um, but he did a great one. So he gave us that graphic novel, which led to the comic book of the 90s, The Power of Shazam. And I believe that went to 27 and a 1 million issue or something like that. Um, and this one, they, they, they tried to do the same thing. Like he is a mad scientist, but they started playing with the idea that he is a tycoon as well. So they kind of took a note where it's like, yeah, these these evil scientists, they don't work. So let's let's make them these business tycoons and stuff like that. So that's the first time we see the change there. Um, he becomes the CEO of his own company, Savannah Industries. Um, of course, that leads to the you know the showdown with the Captain Marvels and all that stuff. Uh, Butea and Magnificus Savannah are reintroduced, so his children are back. This time though, we get to see Savannah's ex-wife Venus. She's briefly seen in issue 27 of the series. Um, but then again, Dr. Savannah basically kind of vanishes. We don't get to see him for a long time. Uh, he does pop up in 1991, or sorry, 1999 in The Outsiders, issues 13, 14, and 15. So there's an arc there. Um, he basically reforms the Fearsome Five and promotes himself to being the leader. And so that puts Savannah with Mammoth, Simon, Jinx, and Shimmer. Um there was another person there called Gizmo, and he was like, why the hell should we listen to you? So that's the character that challenges and dies, <laughs> and dies. so you could show how powerful that person is. So Shivana does that. Um, so, yeah, he would basically kind of start appearing in the Outsiders book. So if you want to see more of him in the post-crisis world, that's the way to go. Um, he also does appear in a another retcon. So when they did the Superman Shazam First Thunder by Judd Winnick, um, that's basically supposed to be the modern retelling of Superman and Captain Marvel meeting up there. So we do get to see Savannah and Lex Luthor team up. That's where they decide who's more bald. Mm -hmm. um, th that argument still remains. Uh, then we don't really get to see much of him. So it's hard because what would be his great story? I couldn't really tell you. Um, we've always seen him kind of more in... Um, in, in miniseries and stuff like that. He's always there at the, the, the origins of Captain Marvel or Shazam, if you wish to call him. But he never really gets that big moment. Uh, just because, as you mentioned earlier, DC has a lot of evil scientists. You know, those villains are played out. So, of course, who are they going to use? Theirs or the one they gained? They're right. going to definitely use theirs. Right. Um, but his reintroduction in New 52, I would say, is definitely the best because we see we see him grown. You know, like he's actually, he's not the hunched over little magician man or the evil scientist. This time he's, you know, he's a big stand up guy. Um, he's the one who's responsible for freeing Black Adam. So we, we, we get that. Uh, his new first appearance and, you know, definitely go hit the back issue bins before that's too late would be Justice League issue seven. Um, so that's where he sets free Black Adam and we start discovering the new world of the Shazam family. Um, I did like as that storyline ends, of course, you know, good triumphs over evil. We see the, the six Shazams. They manage to take down Black Adam. Um, he, I, f I think he dies because I think he actually trick him. He says the name Shazam 
and then he gets reverted back to his human self. Well, he's been around since ancient Egyptian times, so without the magic there to keep him alive, he dies. So Dr. Savannah is just kind of stuck. He gets captured, put in jail, and that's when Mr. Mind creeps up and he's like, hey, we should be the best of friends, you know. <laughs> and you see him in the current Shazam book, and they basically, they're, they're, Mr. Mind is tricking Dr. Shivana into finding all the, um, the the elements to help create the spell. So the first element that we've seen so far is he needs the tongue of a doctor. So Dr. Shivana is like setting up an appointment with a doctor and he basically grabs that guy and murders him so he can steal his tongue. So we don't have much going on there. Um, another noteworthy appearance, though, is during the Multiversity series. They had an issue called Thunderworld. And so in that one, we again get to see Savannah there. Um, and he basically, you know, he, he just starts, you know, breaking through the multiverse and getting a bunch of doppelgangers, you know, from the 52 worlds of DC. And they gather and they actually do defeat the Marvel family. Uh, and so that's going to lead to him conquering the multiverse. Uh, this time he has his offsprings, Thaddeus Jr., Georgina, and Magnificus. So this time now he's got three children. Uh, we usually had a son and daughter. This time they play with him having more. Um, and they go to the, the the Rock of Eternity. They seize control. But, of course, you know, you can't have the bad guys win. So a lot of the others come up to team in and stop him. So, like I said, there's not much of him. I think it's really exciting because we're going to see a lot of character growth in modern times. So definitely pick up that Shazam's Origins and then the Shazam miniseries. I'm excited because, like I said, in the, the, the book... He's trying to find magic to save his family. Well, which family are we talking about? Are we talking about the children that we usually have, or will it be the brother and father from the movie? So Jeff Johns definitely does have some wiggle room, um, so it'll be exciting to see. So, I mean, what's the first issue that you remember reading with Dr. Savannah? So for me, actually, I got lucky. Um, I, I went to a comic shop because I definitely I, I had picked up Captain Marvel stuff, and I'd seen him, and it's like, all right, this guy's kind of cool. Um but for me, the first time I really got to see him would be the Power Shazam graphic novel. Um, I just, I, I, I guess what I liked about him was he was evil. Like, Luther knows he's picking on an alien. So Luther could be a good guy. You know, like, it's like, hey, you know, just because this alien looks like this doesn't mean he's necessarily a good guy. You know, but Shivana you knew he was a corrupt guy because he knows he's going after kids because I like, you know, depending on which continuity, but for the most part, he knows that captain Marvel in his downtime is a young boy and he still chooses to be like, fuck that kid. And I'm going to go after him, <laughs> you know? And, and, and like I said earlier, you know, that was one of the ones where it's like, he is directly responsible for some of the pain that Billy's gone through with his family. And I think that's kind of neat. I like that tie in. I can't quite remember the name of the book. I'm sitting here trying to look it up where I first saw him. Cause, but it's, uh, I remember it's one of the books, and it, it can't be too old, maybe late 90s, early 2000s, where you have the super young Billy like version, and the, the drawing, the art in it is very, very cartoonish looking, and I just can't remember what the name of the book is, but that's the first time I remember seeing Savannah. Um, then I remember there being a big part of him in... Uh, 52 like we were talking about because there's the whole him and mr mine part of the of the book and stuff like that then i want to say in countdown he was also on that 
island of scientists, wasn't he? Yes, you're right. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's my biggest exposures to Dr. Savannah. Not much in anything, but uh, as we discussed, there's there's not much of him at all. Um, obviously, at the end of the movie, he doesn't end up dying. We get the partnership between him and Mr. Mine. Mr. Mine comes up to him uh, after he's escaped from the Rock of Eternity um, saying, hey, look, you think there's only one type of magic in the world? No, there's lots of different magics. And uh, and it almost seems like he's talking about, hey, science is kind of a, a definite type of magic, so we can make this work kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and I like that tie-in. I always, I mean, I think Iron Man said it, you know, magic is just a science we don't understand. You <laughs> yeah, know? And yeah. I think Batman and, and Iron Man say that all yeah, the time. And I think that's neat, and, and I like that appeal. And I really love the fact that a man of science is going to be like, sure, let me follow this little worm. It's going to tell me exactly what's going on with things. <laughs> I mean, it is a talking worm, so that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, in the so in 52, doesn't he emerge from uh, inside of Skeets as a, as a butterfly moth thing, Mr. Mind? Yeah. And yeah. It, wasn't he put there because of Dr. Savannah to... Well, but they usually play it that Mr. Mind manipulates Savannah. Okay. Because he gets inside the ear and, and right. he does that. And by the way, I got to make a quick correction. I screwed up. Uh, I read this wrong. His first appearance actually is Wiz Comics number two back in 1940. So he does appear with Billy in their first full adventure wow yeah i thought it was issue 68 turns out no so oops sorry about that no problem so uh it, you've already you stated off a lot of the the, the the essential stories that you'd need to read if you want to if uh i mean obviously the version we're seeing in the movie comes from the new 52 yeah like i said i mean if you wanted to go out there if you really wanted to dive into the world of magic as these characters are exposed to i would say go out get the shazam origins trade paperback uh by jeff johns and gary frank very beautiful art uh, well-crafted story. Um, they are currently producing Shazam comics, so right now they're in issue four, so you could probably pick up the issues. Uh, we're starting to see that there's more realms. There's going to be these seven realms that are out there. And so, like, one is Funland, and it's nothing but amusement parks. One is Animal Land, and that's where we're going to get Talkie Tawny, the, the, the lion. The tiger. The tiger, you know. So we're and we definitely that. saw that in the movie yeah. because you see him opening or see the family opening doors inside the Rock of Eternity. You have the you have the creature with the tentacle that comes after one of the family. You see the talking crocodiles or alligators, whichever one they are, uh, which, which kind of also alludes to Sobek, if you remember from yeah. Black Adam's family. Oh, that was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll see. We'll definitely see. Yeah, I mean, the, the the neat thing is, like, if you feel overwhelmed with this movie, which I don't think it gives that feeling. Like, I think it was great. It's it's perfect. But there's there's so much, like, they gave us a big chunk of Shazam's world, and there's not much more to digest. But that's not bad because what's coming, like, with with Black Adam and, and Mr. Mind, it's going to be exciting. You know, those are so, those are the bigger characters because they look way more unique. I mean, you don't have talking worms, and you don't have an evil... Uh, version of a hero like Captain Marvel. And to me, I think we've often had this talk. I feel like with, with uh, God, what's the country? Um, Kandak? Kandak. With the creation of Kandak, I feel like that's Latveria. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're definitely playing Black uh, Black Adam to be the new Doctor Doom of the DC Universe. So, so uh, yeah, if uh, there, there are, like we said, there are allusions to Black Adam in the movie. So... The Rock has been attached to that. <laughs> He's even a producer of the movie, That's Sh- true, of yeah. uh, Shazam. So, 
uh, he, he's been attached to this movie for a very long time. Hopefully part two brings him in. I think the last I heard is that he's supposed to get his own movie before he even comes into part two. That makes sense. Well, I think that'd be neat where you could show him as the hero and then show his fall. Yeah. You know, so I think that'd be neat. Um, I just hope they don't get stuck with like a Scorpion King vibe. Yeah, like I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, because it's like don't don't cross that path again. Give us something, but definitely tie it back into the world of Captain Marvel as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but yeah, definite shout out to Bill Parker and CC Beck. Those two gentlemen had such an imagination of lightning that they gave us the Shazam family. All right, that's uh, your 101 on Dr. Savannah. Uh, definitely go out and check out Shazam if you haven't yet. And if you listen to this whole thing after and haven't watched the movie, you are, you are brave. <laughs> you, uh, you, you should definitely go check out the movie. So, Highly recommend it, yes. Uh, if you have any input on Dr. Savannah or any things that we talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M, stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris is also on Twitter as stuff I should say should being spelled S H U D. And if you want to talk to Rafa, he is at Mobile Rafi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, the rest of Geek Elite Radio. Oh, sorry, we are not Geek Elite Radio anymore. We're Uh-oh. Geek Elite Media. If the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out GeekEliteMedia.com, our website for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candice was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can.